Hey there, folks. Welcome to Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. My name is Stevie Craig. I am, uh, you know the rest. I'm, I'm the host and author of uh, Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. These guys rage against the machine. They apply to what uh, they apply to what we're going to be talking about today. But uh, but thank you all for uh, before we get into all that. Uh, let me just say thank you for uh, for joining us this week and each and every Thursday. Uh, wouldn't be the same without all of you out there uh, listening and uh, and reading. So I, I just wanted to say a big thank you to all of you and uh, much appreciated. In any case, um, I uh, also wanted to say a big thank you and a shout out to all of you who were uh, who uh, had a chance to read last week's column. Um, <clears throat> it was uh, it was quite gratifying. Uh, I, I love that column as well. Uh, called uh, Saving the World, One Lasagna at a Time. And I had a number of people write in to talk about how inspiring it was for them. And uh, a couple of people saying it was the, the best thing, um, the best uh, truth in a thousand words or less that they've, uh, that they've read. And I, and I appreciate that. It's always nice um, and gratifying to get that kind of, uh, uh, that kind of uh, praise for the column. Um, that said, I don't... Yeah, it's funny because I don't write it with that in mind. I don't try to. Um, I'm not trying to pander to an audience, or um, and in fact, I think uh, when truth is at its best, I try to come at typical the issues uh, that surround our world uh, and try to come at it in a um, and shed light through a, a somewhat uh, unique perspective on it. And that doesn't mean. Uh, that it's uh, that I go out of my way uh, to try to make it unique, or to try to be different, but rather um, to try to realign, maybe uh, help people realign perspective on some of the issues um, that we that we address in our each and every uh, each in our everyday lives. <laughs> so um, so thank you for that. I appreciated it. Um, I really do. Uh, I loved that column too because I I do believe um, sometimes we get so trapped um, in the, the absolute crazy shit that we see in the world, and we feel powerless to stop it, um, and uh, and we feel powerless to impact the world around us in a meaningful way, um, and then uh, and we forget that the. the really the way that the world becomes a better place is not by the monumental um not by the monumental behaviors uh, but rather by the by the little things that we can do to make people's lives better um and it was funny i didn't mention it last week's column um <clears throat> that we had actually made a lasagna uh, when, and, and if you read the column uh my girlfriend makes the lasagnas i um, I do my part by uh, trying to buy all the ingredients and by delivering it. Uh, but I, I am a horrible cook and I couldn't, uh, if I made a lasagna, like nobody should eat that. It, it probably like seriously, nobody should eat that. And so, um, and that gets into this week's column about uh, the masculine and the feminine, but uh, it has nothing to do with our genders. I just, I'm not a good cook. And uh, in large part, because my mom never cooked in the house. Like I, I never had a role model for cooking, and so, um, so I, I just I don't cook very well. In any case, we, uh, <clears throat> my girlfriend and I had uh, delivered a uh, lasagna just a few days before I wrote the column, and um, never the person who we delivered it to, like we sent, you know, you just kind of exchange emails about address and everything like that, and 
I delivered it, told the person that it was there, and then not even not even a thank you, right? Not a like, hey, thanks for thanks for that. And at first, um, there was a part of me that was really, I don't know, disappointed, frustrated, angry um, by not getting that. And then I I remembered back to the purpose of doing it. It's not, um, you know, the I have no idea what's going on in that person's life. I have no. I have no way to comprehend um, what may or may not be the reason um, that they, you know, I, I try to teach my kids about gratitude and about the importance of gratitude. And so instead of focusing on somebody else's um, inability or their, the fact that they were not in a place to be able to express that gratitude themselves, I try to focus on my own gratitude that I'm in a place where I can, I am able to do that. I feel really blessed to be in a place where we can afford both the time and the money um, to be able to make someone else a lasagna um, and be able to give that to somebody else. If you, you know, if you're in a position to be able to do that, your life is pretty blessed, and mine is, and it's a big part. A big part of that is all of you who uh, keep supporting this endeavor, and I really appreciate each and every one of you. Um, this week's column uh, is about uh, the the term uh, toxic masculinity, and I've I've uh, I, I'm have been of mixed emotions in regards to that term for quite a while now. There's a a part of it that I get um, right that the uh, some of those traits of dominance and um, and uh, aggression and things like that. Um, in an unhealthy balance are toxic and and are damaging to our relationships with others. Um, and I've advocated for a long time. If you read a column I wrote back, um, uh, wrote a while back about why women should uh, rule the world. Uh, I talked about the importance of, um, embracing the feminine as, uh, not just within ourselves, but also, um, it, you know, as a, on a social level, um, and especially in terms of uh, in terms of governance, I think that uh, we've the patriarchal structure has been damaging to us as a society. But so has that term toxic masculinity, because we've you know as we are prone to do as a society when we have a problem, um, so often our knee jerk reaction is to go so far in the other direction that that itself, the pendulum swings so far in the other direction that we inadvertently create a whole nother set of issues. And the problem that we're creating right now um, in our response to uh, using this term toxic masculinity is to, uh, is to uh, sort of castigate men and young boys for who they are. And um, and for some of the traits that they exhibit, um, and that too, I think, is damaging to the psyches of um, of not only young biological boys, um, but all of us, all of us who exhibit some masculine traits. Which, to be honest, is really all of us. Um, when we talk about masculinity and femininity, that's not inherently male or female. Um, and that's part of this piece. This piece is that we are all some combination of masculine and feminine, and that it's finding the balance between the two 
that inherently leads us to the healthiest um, place to be. That I think that if we talk about our full realization of ourselves, and and um, if you talk like read psychology about self-realization and self-actualization, um, you, I, I think a big part of it is in finding the balance in ourselves between masculine and feminine. Um, both my daughter and my girlfriend's uh, daughter, uh, both of whom are 12, uh, just about to be 13, and they, they oftentimes, uh, they, they will joke with me and say that I'm, uh, I, I am more feminine than masculine. And I, I, I have no issue with that. I love the feminine part of myself, and I think, um, but I, so also, I also love the masculine parts of myself and embrace both of them. And I think that we've gotten to a point where, as I did like the research for this column and started looking through, um, you know, I, I do uh, the selection for a lot of the social, the, the media that goes along with it, the, you know, the pictures and the, um, if you read the column, the pictures and the, uh, the, sometimes the gifts that I use in order to represent the column. As I went through it, there, there's a heck of a lot of male bashing going on out there, telling young boys that it's bad to be masculine that they need to get rid of that in themselves and that's really unhealthy too and so with that i bring you this week's column called toxic masculinity is toxic i keep a list of potential topics for truth in a thousand words or less in the note notes app on my phone like comedians who jot down ideas for jokes i use this method to keep track of random often scattered thoughts that come to me in a moment of divine inspiration usually as I'm driving 75 miles an hour down the interstate. Often they are mere brief flashes of light, and I try to capture the essence of them so that I can come back to them later, like fireflies in a glass bottle. Sometimes when I come back to them, they have altered slightly, or my take on them has changed. Sometimes I cannot quite capture what it was that I had thought I was going to say on the subject. Sometimes, and perhaps this is where the influence of intoxicating substances may come in on either side of the equation, I have no fucking idea what my previous self was thinking. But occasionally, I see two of them come together and I realize how they are intricately related. Much as was the case this week when I saw notes for the balance of masculine and feminine and toxic masculinity. I will start by acknowledging that the term toxic masculinity just rubs me the wrong way. I find it to represent horribly offensive male bashing. More importantly, and some of you out there are going to find this very hard to accept, as a feminist, I find it overwhelmingly sexist. The notion that there is something inherent to masculinity and thus by proxy to men themselves that is undeniably toxic is not a healthy way to nurture and support boys growing up in a polarized world. Imagine if I started to use the term unhealthy femininity in reference to young women. Ow! Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what would happen. We have been essentially doing that for centuries now, and it has led to a patriarchal and misogynistic culture where women are just now managing to poke their head through the glass ceiling. For most of recorded cultural history, women have been told that their feminine impulses make them weaker and inferior to men. 
a prejudice that is only served to stifle their potential and undermine their exploration to define themselves. Rather, women should be embracing the feminine aspects of themselves as society fosters the nurturing, compassionate parts of that nature and utilize its strength to forward human progress towards greater interpersonal understanding and collaboration. But so too should we be fostering and embracing the wonderful capacities of masculinity. Self-assertion, self-assertion, <laughs> goal-seeking, competitiveness, physical and emotional strength. These two are traits that, traits that push us towards our greatest potential as human beings. But too often, boys are being told to stifle their masculine instincts, shame for expressing the tr nature that lies within them. Yes, of course, anything not in moderation leads to an insalubrious dynamic. I guess that's where the term toxic enters into it. It is not masculinity itself that is inherently toxic, but rather its overabundance without the counterbalance of the softening presence of femininity. We've all seen the testosterone-fueled aggro monkey wearing camo gear to a monster truck rally and screaming at the top of his lungs about his God-given right to a concealed carry permit and thought to ourselves, yeah, there's a whole lot that could go wrong here. In fact, much of the death and destruction caused by wars and conquest can be directly attributed to the clear dominance men have wielded in regards to the governance of nations. Masculinity, without the counterpoise of femininity, is unhealthy for us both as individuals and as a collective society. But the same can be said for toxic femininity. Mean Girls wasn't just the movie, it's a lifestyle. And just as it was wrong to shame young women for who they were meant to be, so too is it tragic to castigate young boys who manifest aspects of their own masculinity, teaching them that a significant part of themselves is toxic and should be repressed. Instead, we should be training them to embrace their masculine sides, but doing so in a way that balances the feminine as well. You see, males are not inherently masculine and women not inherently feminine. Those adjectives are mere adornments that we ascribe to a certain set of traits that we then label, often falsely so, as male and female. Those ascriptions are so fundamental to human civilization, to the very underpinning of a society as a whole, that we have come to perceive them as being traditionally male or female. But in the true hearts of our being, we are all really some combination thereof. We've all watched tough, tough guy football coaches cry after an emotional win or loss. We've known women who have become brutally aggressive when it came to defending their children. My dad has always been a role model of sharing his feelings. Whenever I got into trouble, it was facing the, my mom that scared the everlasting shit out of me. Because in the end, all of us are some glorious combination of the two, standing somewhere on the complex spectrum of masculine and feminine. And that, my friends, is very much a good thing. The other day, my daughter, who reads this column on the regular, my daughter, who reads this column on the regular, and will get quite the mighty kick out of this reference, 
told me that I was more mask feminine than masculine. Much of that, I am sure, was predicated on superficial characteristics. You know, like the fact that I constantly say I love you to my kids, relish a good musical, and write poetry in my spare time. You know, stuff we typically label as feminine. It is true that I very much embrace my feminine side, for it is when these two sides of ourselves, the feminine and the masculine, come most into alignment when the balance between yin and yang is so nearly symmetrical that our fully evolved self emerges. This is not a statement on gender identity or trans issues because what I am talking about here transcends our genitalia and physical selves. When it comes to our deeper identity and spiritual growth, it doesn't matter what your actual gender is or what bathroom you should use. What matters is finding, embracing, and nurturing both aspects of ourselves in equal measurement and seeking out the balance that will make us whole. By rejecting the false dichotomy of self-imposed gender identity, we align ourselves and move towards the fulfillment of our full spiritual potential, regardless of where we decide to take a leap. All right, folks, you heard it a little bit already there. You know what that means. We uh, had a little premature Johnny, but uh, yeah, there's always, it's always a good time for a little John Mayer. In any case, folks, my name is Stephen Craig. I, uh, I write this little ditty called Truth in a Thousand Words or Less each and every th- week. Publish it every Thursday. Come to you on a podcast each and every Thursday with the same name. We're, uh, we're available and out there on Facebook, Instagram, Podbean, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I don't know. You name it. We're out there. Uh, you can also check us out on our website at uh, www.waitingfortoday.com. Check us out on Medium, anywhere, uh, pretty much anywhere. Um, but uh, thank you to all of you. We're uh, yeah, very much appreciative. Um, by the way, on the whole John Mayer front, uh, you know there was a rumor out there on Rolling Stone that uh, this is going to be the last Dead and Company tour. I sure hope that's wrong. Uh, if you uh, read the humorous tweet that uh, <laughs> that Bob Weir sent out. Uh, <laughs> he apparently disagrees, but uh, we'll see. In any case, uh, I got my tickets for Folsom Field later this year in uh, June, so hope all of you do too. Uh, my name is Stephen Craig. So grateful for all of you. Have a great week. Peace out, y'all.